Hello, and welcome to Dodecahedron, a podcast by, for, and about roleplayers. I'm Jess. And I'm Henry. Every week we get together to talk about a range of gaming-related topics, from creating a character to running a game, and what it all means for the people who share our favorite hobby. And we may... We may... We may not be experts, but we do have pleasant voices and a wealth of gaming experience that we're eager to share with you. Our topic today is time. But before we get into it, Henry, how yeah. you been lately? I'm good. I'm back. You're back. I know. It's good you to have me? you back. <laughs> I've missed you. The listeners have missed you. Mm. What you been up to? Um... I don't know. <laughs> Living life, doing your thing? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't feel like telling people on the internet what I do. That's fair. <laughs> I was just wondering how you've been passing time. 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 Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's Pass- just, yeah, let's just jump into it then, you know? That is, I mean, that's, that's, that's a place to even start is that literally people in general do so much yeah, like do so much every damn day, and so much of it is so boring. You yeah. ever like somebody asks you how your day went? You did do things all day, but you're like, I don't want to tell you any of it. It's nonsense. Yeah, I get that all of the time. Like, uh, for those who don't know, I live with my girlfriend who works uh, a couple of different restaurant jobs, and she'll get home from work, and I'll be like, Hey, babe, how was your day? She'll be like, Not, not too busy. Or busy, and that's the extent of it. Which is the best way to talk about work. Honestly, true. But, but now off topic. But now, um, back to the topic. It's like when you play as like a hero, you want to focus on just all the exciting bits. Yeah. Well, most people want to focus on the exciting bits. We have a weird tendency to dive into like logistics of party planning. But, you know. Yeah, but that's the entire thing. I mean, we, we kind of dive into everything. We, we play out our shopping sequences. Yes. Completely. We don't just, like... We've one time, I think, like, had, like, a just, like, let's pick out things and we buy it, pretty much. We tend to... I'm, I'm going to say use our time at an almost one-to-one ratio. It's kind of crazy. It is. It and really is. I don't think most groups, I don't think most players would really no. want that. No. Because it gets into a lot of, like, micromanagerial stuff. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, the word time is going to lose all of its meaning by the end of this episode, which is okay, time, because time, time has no meaning. Ah. Uh, where was I going with that? That most groups wouldn't want to... Right, most pretty groups, much run a game, but second for second. If you are GMing something and your yeah. players do want to go into that whole like, no wait, let's actually play all of this out, like instant to instant. Yeah. How, as a storyteller, how as a GM do you adapt to that? I have never done that before. I mean, I've oh. played I've played in our game in which we do that, and that was the first game that I ever really did that in as okay. well. Before that, every DM I had uh, would either just want everyone to summarize 
certain things sure. or would do th- summarizing themselves. I run a game like that. The game that I run for my sister and her friends, we started out in which I tell them what's gone on in between the last session and where this session is going to begin, and mm-hmm. then they get to take it on from there. But they like that because then I give them a setup to jump into. Yeah, I can understand how for most players that would be much preferred. Much preferred. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because it doesn't put the onus on the players to say like, okay, here's the whole world. Yeah. What are you doing in it yeah. moment to moment? Here's where the story is going. Yeah. And a lot of players, especially new players, are not comfortable being like, I'm going to take hold of the story. I have run into that issue several times where I've got like a couple of new players, even when they're mixed in with some veteran players. Um, if you don't have like a particularly strong personality that really wants to dive into mm-hmm. guiding the story, it's very easy to get lost in these moments of like, hey, I don't really know what I'm doing, so yeah. can you tell me tell me what I'm doing? Tell, tell me what to do, please. <laughs> I have literally had players say, tell me what I'm doing. And oh, I'm yeah. Like, no, no, that's not my job. Yeah. But if they're asking for it, you have to give it to them. You do. You do. And I, and I think, I mean, that's why I think a lot of people do it in that way, where it's like you start out pretty much being like, well... You know, Madeline, you've been blah, 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 blah. You've been, you've been, you know, yeah. uh, entertaining the sailors at the local bar by dancing for, for gold in the meantime. <laughs> and I think that sort of thing Madeline works. Madeline is my stripper bard, apparently. Of course. Yeah. Hey, you know. It's a great character. <laughs> I, I would run with that character. That would be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, but I think that's a really helpful thing to do in like a session one or a session zero where your players have come to you with maybe these scraps of yeah. backstory and yeah. you're like, okay, let me weave this together and say why you are here at this moment. Yeah. Because that's extremely helpful. No player walks into a new game unless they're like very used to this exact situation, knowing yeah. exactly, all right, this is who I am, this is where I've been, this is why I'm with the party, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Uh, which, if you do have players... Who have either like talked outside of the game session over like a Discord or a group message or just let's meet up for coffee and talk about the game we're going to play next week. Uh, that is extremely helpful and saves a lot of like real world time. But it doesn't. <laughs> I'm worried that you're doing that too quietly for it to actually pick up on the mic. We'll see. So maybe you're just going to be laughing like at random points. People yeah. People are going to be like, why does he find the word time so funny? Yep. Time, time, time. Time, time, time. Um, <clears throat> But yeah. Well, I I do think that uh, it really does depend on the game that you play. So what, mm-hmm. what we do in our game all the time is... It really is just going to lose all meaning yeah, at some yeah, point. Yeah, it is. Um, what we do in our game, like, so often... <laughs> there you no, go. It is all the time, though. Um, is... I mean, we completely control everything that our characters do all the, every, every moment to moment. Yes. Uh, it's almost never in the hands of the GM. I mean, last night was one of the first times we had a game last night. Uh, yes. <laughs> last night was one of the first times in a while that we actually, uh, 
had events thrown at us pretty much and we just did what the gm kind of threw at us immediately well what happened but we are always throwing our gm through the loop <laughs> oh god yeah we constantly we put her through the ringer so hard i mean like four twists every session where she at just least... has to completely like okay i guess i'm looking up how we're gonna do this yep and it'll be stuff like, oh no, this NPC that you mentioned offhand is now our favorite person and we need them with us. Or, no, we're going to hire a lawyer. It's like, yeah. you're in a high fantasy Dungeons and Dragons world. <laughs> now I have to decide, are lawyers real and how do they work? <laughs> Which is just super fun and I love that it was nonsense. Really fun. But, um, like, you're right, what happened last night was pretty much we were put into this place... That we had been approaching at the end of the last session. Yeah. And from there, it was basically like, chase this person and fight this monster. Yeah. And because of the way that the passage of time works in games like Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder, which is actually what we're playing, uh, that, like, game time six minutes took our entire... God, how long did we play last night? Three and a half hours? Yeah. Uh, yeah, three and a half hours, because we stopped it pretty much right at 11. Mm -hmm. Actually, we went, so about four hours, because we went to about 11.30. Yeah, we, we went a little yeah. bit long. But... And that's... the majority of, of it was was just the last half hour. It was after the battle. The battle itself, I think, was uh, about a minute. There was a, it right. was about ten turns. Yeah. And everything else was just, hey, what's the aftermath of what just happened? Yeah. Which, on the one hand, is fascinating. Because the way that role-playing games make us think is, like, yeah. you are no longer in real time. Yeah. You are reacting as someone who, especially when it gets to combat, like, as someone who is trained as a warrior or a wizard or what have you. Yeah. So... You can kind of, like, justify it that time doesn't work the same way for them when they're in that state. But at the same time, like, each round is six seconds. And it's the same six seconds for everyone. Yeah. But in order to avoid chaos, we, we split it up. Yeah, we take turns. I mean, I do, well, this, this is a, this is then a very big part of this, of this topic, mm -hmm. is the fact that uh, for so many games, days pass in two hours, and then a minute passes over the course of an hour. Yep. Because you go into battle, and as soon as you're in battle, like it's like, it's like this just giant slowdown. Which I mean, not not always, honestly. I've, I'm sure you've played games where sometimes like battles are just like nothing. Sometimes, like, yes, just so quick, and everybody's turn kind of does just take a couple seconds, honestly, and they're just like go through it, dice roll. They know their numbers, they know what they're doing. Um, and I will say the numbers tend to be one of the major sources of the slowdown. Yeah, which is why with everything getting streamlined in D and D five, or with games like Powered by the Apocalypse style systems where they make everything simpler and they really pare it down to the basics of what you need, yeah. combat is no longer this big, arduous process. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's <clears throat> it definitely is one of those things that uh that for for so long I 
I've had like an issue with like how long turns can take on certain things. Oh yeah. And even when people do know all their stuff really well, if somebody has made a character that gets to attack, you know, five, six times and everything like that, that just, that just slows everything down. Right. You know? It definitely can make it into one of these situations where all of your other players are sitting around just waiting for your one, you know, like, Maybe they are a particular kind of spellcaster, or yeah. maybe they're a combat monster who's just got 17 attacks that they can do all at the same time through yeah. feats or whatever, but you end up with one player seeming to bogart a lot of the time. Well, and, and particularly for this game, Pathfinder, mm-hmm. very meticulous with rules. There is a rule for everything. That takes time. Oh, yeah. I mean, the dreaded words, I grapple the enemy in Pathfinder, is like, it's, it's horrendous. Yep. <laughs> but but it's but it's necessary if you if you're playing the game like that. If you're playing the game in which like, you know, mechanic is there for a purpose. Right. And you want everything to work out the way it fate is going to work it out. Because there are there are rules for a reason. And we don't want to discount the fact that there are players out there who are much more of the simulationist type. Yeah. Who want all of that. They want to roll the dice and get the numbers and, mm-hmm. like, have everything laid out. This is how it's happening. Isn't this cool? Do you drop the vase? Let's take ten minutes to see if you drop the vase. Exactly. <laughs> and if you do drop the vase, now I'm going to roll four D100s to see how many pieces the vase has split into. Yes. And it's like, oh, all right. We, <laughs> we can do that. Um... No, and then and then that's such a fascinating thing to me as well. It's like uh, I do think you you constantly run across two different. I just got just like the flash of your desktop for a second, and it's, it's all good. One of my favorite things ever. Um, no, and then you do run into I think two different kinds of players that that uh, with with these kind of things. There's the player who wants to do as much as they possibly can on their turn. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to yell a few things out to a character, they want to move, they want to, like, take their, take their attack action, and then they want to, like, have a conversation afterwards or say something to the enemy or anything like that. Yeah. And then you have, and then you have other people, I mean, I mean, then you have, like, me, where, like, I, I literally suggest to the DM, I'm like, I mean, that's the end of my turn, like, I, I, that's six seconds, come on. Exactly. And I feel like you need to strike the balance between the two types of players. Yeah. Because... It is very important, especially as players, that we recognize, okay, no, I can't take all the time in the world. Yeah. But But you need to get things done. Yes. I took four turns yesterday running around a house trying to find something anti-magic. And I was never going to get to it. No, of course not. I shouldn't have even done it in the first place. Well, and at the same time... What else was I going to do? Exactly. They, you are a primary spellcaster, and there was an anti-magic field. Your only, like, actual course of action was pretty much try and disrupt that so you can do something. Mm-hmm. And I spent the first three rounds of combat positioning myself and holding my action, hoping that somebody would get close enough for me to hit them. And it just didn't happen. No. Like, the economy of actions... Or the action economy, I guess, is how most normal people would say that uh, in role-playing games is always a little weird. 
it's always very abstract. Very much, yes. Because we have this concept of like, oh, well, talking is a free action. Yeah. But you have to keep in mind, what can you actually say in this limited time that you have while you are also doing other things? Yeah, are you talking to somebody who's in, like, fight with, like, a giant demon? Because I guarantee that person does not want to answer any questions right now. Probably not. (laughs) This Um, is why uh, in the middle of the session last night, I started talking like, all right, all of this conversation right now is just happening in Tachikoma space. Yes, in the Tachikoma space. Which is a reference, if you are unfamiliar, to the anime Ghost in the Shell standalone complex, where there are these fun little, like, spider robot friends. They're not little. They're, like, actual large walking tanks that are big enough to carry a person. Uh, but they're all, they have these adorable little voices, and they can communicate like, basically via Wi-Fi to each other in a... In, in split second. Yeah. yeah, it's all basically instantaneous, but they're talking, and because we're normal people watching it, it looks like they're just sitting around having a conversation in, like, this blank white room, but it's all happening at the speed of light. Yeah. And I want, like, a magical item or something... It's like that. That lets us just do that with the party. Mm-hmm. That'll be pretty cool. I mean, I've, I've heard about items like, I think it's the wolf pack earring or something. Yeah, that was like something that Ryan wanted us to get for such a long time. Yeah. And, and we decided it just wasn't in the game. Because it's, it's not anywhere in any standard rules. Yeah, and it kind of does break the system a little bit. I mean... In general, something even like Bag of Holding breaks the system like that a little bit, you know? But at least the Bag of Holding is accounted for. Yes. Something like... Subspace. Yeah. But why not just make sub-time space? Subspace time. Subspace time. That's pretty much what you're talking about. It kind of is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just another magical thing to add into a magical world. (laughs) And it's also the sort of thing, like, if you've got a character who has telepathy... Can't they kind of just already do that on their own? It's true. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It would be a big time saver, though. Yeah. Or a big time waster. True. Because I know... Can you put permanency on, like, a message spell? Just somebody can, like, do permanent message spells all the time. I mean, you can if they have the cantrip. Yeah, (laughs) I think so. I don't really have a solid (laughs) grasp on how meta magic works. Because it's never something that I've used myself i should look into that we could look into it yeah we could do that i mean i can get the permanency spell now to make things permanent that would be dope yeah it'd be pretty fun it costs a lot of money oh of course it does we have a lot of money well and that's one (laughs) of the other things that i want to get into with this particular topic because if we're talking about time one of the aspects of that yes is like the literal time that you're spending playing the game and the time that passes while you're doing that. Yeah. But there's also, like, time as a concept. In the game? That was another thing, yeah. Because when you're talking about something like a permanency spell... Yeah. One thing that you're keeping in mind with that is the idea that permanency in a high fantasy world tends to be a lot more permanent than we think about it in our like oh, normal yeah. day-to-day lives. For sure. Because these are places where, especially if you've got, like, elves and dwarves and these long-lived races, 
like a thousand years is one dude's lifespan. Mm-hmm. Permanent isn't going to be permanent unless that dude's like, oh no, this thing I've had it since I was three, and I'm nine hundred and sixty-one now. Yeah, it's like you're dealing with timescales that are simultaneously so long that we have trouble actually figuring them out but relative to the potentiality of your characters extremely short well and how often do you think people think about like seasons Um, and the month and the week and the day in their game which they do make these for most systems yeah no that's true like if you look at any setting there's a solid chance there's a calendar for it out there somewhere it's just like hey Yeah, it's basically a 365-ish day year, yeah. because that's easier for people to keep track of, but here's how that feels. Yeah. Here's what it looks like. Yeah. And yeah. yet... It's not months, it's it's moon weeks. <laughs> moon weeks. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, like, the timeline timeline of events for the Eberron setting mm-hmm. which is one that i've had to get relatively familiar with i still won't claim actual familiarity but i am aware of several things that happen and it's like you look back and with certain things there are days and dates but with a lot of events it's just like oh yeah in this year this thing happened because like with most things as people we try to condense everything to the most simple version oh, of, of itself gold thanks for stomping <laughs> hopefully that didn't show up on the thing but yeah we like to simplify things yeah i mean gold is like the big one for that in yeah in in role-playing games we actually did an entire episode talking about currency a while back yeah which i still think is one of like because it's wild it's one of our most interesting episodes because it's one of those things people don't talk about very much no because it is a lot simpler just to say like oh no it's gold pieces just everybody's got gold coins that are basically worth the same thing so your money in one country is just fine in every other country and yeah Every place. But that's not how places work. No. Have you ever done that in a game? Yes. And it got way too complicated, so I threw it out. Like, like, currency exchange? Yes. I haven't done that exactly. I would do that, like, they'd reach a place where people would be like, what is this? No, what are you going to do for me? Like, you know, where it's like a trade kind of, like, society. Everything runs on favors and barter. Yeah. I wish that re- the wor- real world worked like that. Hey, I'm a great person in that world. I can fix your door for you. Yeah. No, I, I would be... <laughs> I'd be in a lot better shape. Just be like, oh, hey, uh, I'm just... I'm. You listen to the podcast that I produce? Can I get a sandwich? <laughs> it would be pretty great. It would be pretty great. Yeah. Okay, we're off topic. We are extremely so... <laughs> off topic. No, but it it is true that... that I mean, yeah, I mean, every single, every single game count, every single game calendar is always like, I mean, there's still 12 months and there's still pretty much 30 days to a month and, (laughs) and weeks still exist. We can use the word week and, you know, we just name all the months after gods that are in the game. Right. And it's the sort of thing where if we didn't do it like that, players would ignore it. 
They would. And they do still. Mm-hmm. Like, so many games, nobody really exactly thinks about time. Which, going back to what we first started with, is, like, that's that's another thing that I like to do when, I, when I'm going to set up a game, yeah. is that I will set up, like, how much time has elapsed just in general? What it's like now outside? Like, you know, I like p- players to, like, you know, maybe set a birthday so that maybe they do care about, like, where we are in the year because yeah. they're kind of like, oh, no, it's true. my character's birthday. <laughs> uh, and in that, uh, Rion's birthday is coming up in our Pathfinder oh, game. that's true, yeah. It's it's a couple of weeks away at this point. But I don't know if the other party members know that. Because we don't, in character, we don't take the time to talk about things like that. Yeah. And yet we have these large parts of their lives where it's like, oh yeah, we spend, uh, we travel on this boat. And it's like a seven day boat ride to get mm-hmm. from one place to another. Oh yeah. What happened in that time? <sighs> what did we talk about? Well, that's like, that's actually very funny because that's something that I will think about to a certain extent mm-hmm. it's especially with leveling up i kind of yeah. don't like to level up like in between a session where we're literally going to pick up right after where we just ended because that's a little weird to me sometimes that like oh you now have this new stuff that you can do when did you did you just like remember that now you're like oh yeah. i actually can do this way more powerful spell that 10 minutes ago I had no idea what it was. And I I get that, and I am normally the same way, uh, which is really why I like the way that World of Darkness handles leveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you literally just, like, buy the next point in a skill with your experience points. Yeah. Like, you don't level up and get a whole bunch of stuff all at once. It's all piecemeal. But I do... Uh, I guess fabricate part of the fiction for myself when it comes to systems where you just level up. Yeah. Whereas, like, especially if you have a character with any sort of divine or magical spark to them. Because it's like, oh, no. Why can I do this new spell or have this new ability? My god was just like, cool, you're stronger now. Because, like, it's fantasy. If you need to justify nonsense, you usually can. There's usually a way around it. I kind of like the anime thing as well, where it's like, I never thought I'd actually have to use this power. Now I have surpassed my limit! Yeah, you know, where it's just, where it's just like, they always could do it, but they're like, the toll on my body would be way too much. Oh, The destruction around me would destroy everyone. You've unlocked the secret skill (laughs) that I've been holding back my entire life. May God have mercy on your soul. I mean, I will say that I that is when I will metagame a little bit. Yeah. Is when we have long periods of time. When we so so at a certain point in our campaign we took a boat ride from one continent oh, to yeah. another continent. <laughs> and I think we decided it was what, three weeks long? Um you know more than that, I think. I have a timeline that yes. would tell us exactly how many days that we talked took. about this last time. Jess uh, is an amazing person and made in an exact time past calendar for oh, our Pathfinder It's a spreadsheet. It's, yes, it is a spreadsheet. Uh, we had an overland caravan that lasted 40 days. And yeah. then we had a sea voyage that lasted 20 days. Yeah. And another sea voyage that lasted 23 days. That's the first one. The first one, the 23 days, is the one that I was originally talking about. Because I knew 
what we were what we were doing when we got there Mm -hmm. and i decided okay so for 23 days on this boat my character is going to get going to practice certain things on the boat so that when i get there i can be like yeah you know I leveled up and I got these like cool and I got this cool feat that like, you know, I'm stealthier now because I took I just took a skill focus in stealth. Yeah. But it's oh, for 23 days on the boat, I was practicing being stealthy. Just sneaking around behind barrels and jumping yeah. out and scaring the crew. Yeah. 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 I mean, things like what would that... you do on a boat? Come on. <laughs> uh, Well, <laughs> what did I do on that particular voyage? Because none of my lovers were around with us at that point. No unfortunately later boat voyages i know exactly what i was doing oh that's not true that's not true Oslin was there <sighs> don't <laughs> we don't need to get into that okay so but yes um but yeah i mean i do i do find it funny that then like i mean this was something that i said earlier as well is that i do just find it so funny that the boat ride, because of course, like, we're not going to say, like, every day what we're doing on the boat, like, every meal what we're having on the boat. Right. Because human beings just do so many things, and it's so boring. <laughs> yeah, 99% so of our boring. lives. Um, Even when you're playing a hero, 90 to, like, 90 to 99% of their lives are boring managerial bullshit. Yes. Which is the same reason why we don't talk, generally speaking, about... Things like, oh, my character goes to the bathroom. Yeah. No, we are magical people who don't poop. Yeah, it's true. Unless you're playing a character like my Warforge, <laughs> who was kind of obsessed with biological bodily functions, and it's like, no, but when do you poop? Please <laughs> tell Please. me everything. God. I need to know. I do miss this. <laughs> Doc was a lot of fun in oh. a really weird sort of way. Yeah. Doc was fun outside of playing the actual game. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of strange too because I think that it maybe would have been more fun to be Doc now in the game than it was back then. Oh yeah, yeah. most definitely. I think also because because uh, the game just kind of went in a direction that would have been fun in. Yeah, it, I mean, that's a that's a day, a day. That's a topic for another day. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we were talking about, like, the nitty-gritty <laughs> details of what we do are not particularly interesting. So when you have these moments where it's like, all right, we got, like, 23 days, basically, where we're on this journey. Yeah. Summarize the last three weeks in two sentences. Yeah. And that's fine. Which is Which is a great thing to do. And we can't do that when it's also like, all right. This next hour yeah. is the most important hour of your character's life because the fucking tower that you were climbing to kill the wizard Skiffleflips has collapsed and you are escaping from certain death. But meanwhile, on the other hand, we did that. We did that whole adventure. Yep. We spent 23 days on a boat that just we didn't talk about pretty much. Yep. We spent 40 days on a caravan that we barely talked about. We, I think, played out moments from, like, three of those days. Yes. When, uh, when, uh, we had to go fight some thieves. Yeah. It was, um, like, a caravan ambush. Yes. And we played that, and it took about an hour of session time. 
Yeah. And then the rest was like, all right. And, and you're on at your the place that you wanted to be at. Exactly. Um, and, and we skipped over the 20 days. There was the voyage back. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, we did. We did pretty much. There is, there's some explanation involved there because there was a lot of gold moving to do, but yeah, but we did skip over that pretty much as well. And, and then when we had gotten back to pretty much our home base place, we decided that in nine ish days, we were going to another country. Yep. And we we decided to play out those nine days completely. And we spent, I mean, four months on those nine days. Yeah, absolutely we did. Because it was a lot of stuff that was like, hey, one, we have to figure out all of the logistics. But two, because of where we're going and our plan, we're going to try and capture a demon. Oh, yeah. We captured a demon. We got a knoll, some tickets to the opera. God, I forgot about that. (laughs) Was it a knoll? It was a knoll, right? I don't... I don't remember, because you guys started that subplot on a session where I wasn't there, and then I came yeah. in for the second half of that in a oh, different session. Oh, it was so session. great. It was so great. That but it was... was I'm pretty sure it was a knoll, and we got her tickets to the opera. Yeah. Permanent seats to the good opera. Yeah. Um, I love our games. <laughs> I love the wild nonsense that we're just like... Yeah, this is what we're going to spend our time mm-hmm. on this week. We characters professed things to other characters. This was this that was a, that was a that was a honestly a lot of story elements happened that entire week. Yeah. Um one of our characters was completely was it then that one of our characters was completely reunited with his long-lost sister? Yes. And brother that he didn't know existed. I th- you know I think um I think that was in that same time. Yeah. Because yeah, that was when Dugan found his brother and sister and Rion was reunited with her brother. And like that happened mm-hmm. twice. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I never put two and two together on that one. And and you know, we 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 also threw a party in which we throw so many parties. We throw out. so many parties. Seriously, if but... you were to go through my notes on this campaign, <laughs> party I, A, I we are a party group, man. At least fifteen percent of our time is parties. We're a party party. We are a party. party. We're a party of parties. And when it's time to party, we will party hard. <laughs> party hard. Party hard. Hey, Andrew WK, be on my show. That would be Andrew. Does Andrew WK play D? I don't know, but he, he probably he does. Probably does. He probably does. Let's face it; it's the D and D Renaissance. Every cool person has at least tried it. It's true. Um, no, but but then going yeah, this is kind of goes back to the first thing is that we really enjoy doing that. Yes. Like as much as like it is, it is like the the. It's definitely. I think all of us have felt a measure of tedium sometimes with it yeah well we're like okay why are we taking so much time with this but we do overall we can't escape it with that exact group of people because we really do love doing it it's a ton of fun and i think that really pounces on the last part of this topic that i wanted to talk about today which is managing your players time yeah like getting into the actual real world hey y'all 
it's 11 o'clock and mm-hmm. I need to go to bed because yeah. I work tomorrow. Like, at what point is it okay to say something like, no, it's okay. We're ending here versus, okay, but actually we need another, like, 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, and and that's the whole thing is, like, uh, last night was pretty much an, an exact thing that I thought we were going to leave off in the middle of that battle. I was like, there's no way we're finishing this up, mm-hmm. you know? And pretty much, yeah, it was like, it was like, you know, last three minutes pretty much was just like, that thing's dead, that thing's dead, and now these things are all dead and we're out of it. And it's like, sometimes it works out like that, sometimes it doesn't, and you really, really want it to work out like that, and somebody's really, really upset. I had a game recently that I played, uh, I played with a friend of mine very, very irregularly, uh, in, in, in the way that he runs things. First of all, the group is pretty big. Okay. It's about seven players. That's sizable, yeah. That's sizable. It's a. I I always think that anything over five is like, as a lot. I mean, five is like a lot even sometimes. Five is a full group. Seven yeah. is big enough that things become a problem. Anything bigger than that is unmanageable. At least for me. The first game I ever played was twelve people. That's playing. insane. It was crazy. But uh, but yeah. So it's so it's seven people playing, and and the problem with that is then combat takes a very long time because everybody wants their turn to be important because they don't know how many they're going to get. Yeah. The seven people. And as well, outside of that then, uh, you have seven people role-playing. And when you're role-playing, you can't really all just talk over each other. Right. Sometimes you can if like it's just like for fun. Uh, yeah. And you're into that kind of thing. Well, it's also like if you have a proper setup where you've got people around on couches, if you and I are sitting next to each other... And it's like, oh, my character's going to have a conversation with yours. We can kind of just, like, whisper at each yeah. other. But a lot of party, a lot of people don't do that in their games. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're boring. Um, this is true. This is true. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll cut that. Um, <laughs> no, we won't. No, we won't. Um, but, uh, but so you, you end up having, like... Uh, things that a conversation with like an npc that should take about like five minutes takes more like 20 minutes because everybody wants to talk their thing of like doing the whole thing so by the end of this game my friend honestly was like guys we we have to like because i want to finish this i don't want us to leave off but i've got to get up for work in eight hours and we're also a two-hour drive away from new york city right now so uh we're just gonna talk through it now we're just gonna talk through it. You like don't don't. We're just rushing through it now. Yeah. And I'm always fine with that. I'm always fine with however a DM wants to run something. Right. Because um, you're accommodating. Mm-hmm. But obviously, that is not my first choice of things. Mm-hmm. That's not my first choice of of how things should go. And and I do I do just find it I find it a. But I do find it very disappointing when you then have to leave off in the middle of something very exciting because you're like, we really need to go. Like, we can't stay. I think, you know, you never want to, like, pin somebody down Mm -hmm. and say, no, stop trying to take care of yourself and your life stuff because this game is happening. Mm Mm-hmm. But there is that sense of urgency and the sense of disappointment if you don't get to do 
the big thing that was happening at the end of the session. Of course. And if you have something where... Or even just leave off at a logical point. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, if, if you've got a game... Back in college, I used to play with my group three or four times a week. So it was never really a problem to say, like, okay, well, I've got a big test tomorrow, so I need to actually get some sleep, and it's 4 a.m., and my class is at, like, 9. Mm -hmm. I was going to say 7, and then I remembered, no, that's not a thing that happened ever. Uh, point being... Nine was early enough. <laughs> yeah. But we could always, like, pick it up the next day. But as we become adults with mm -mm. responsibilities yeah. that it becomes kind of impossible pinning down a time a week is so hard for people yeah even when you do have like all right monday nights seven o'clock everybody be there mm -hmm. there will come times when it's like hey i can't be my there. toilet broke and i can't leave home because yeah. it's flooding my house so it's like okay i guess we're not playing this week because of toilet emergencies. That sounds bad. Sticking with it, though. Sticking with it. Especially since we have had at least one session where I couldn't play because of toilet emergencies. <laughs> toilet emergencies. Um, I mean, I, I'm kind of the worst with it with our group because I... I, I think you and I are tied. I, I both... I mean, well, yeah, I mean, we both, we both do work that we can't exactly plan on... Yeah. One, we can't exactly plan on it too far ahead of time. Sometimes it's like in the middle of the week towards the next session and we realize like, oh man, like that thing's on Monday. Yep. <laughs> it's like, hey, I it's uh it's Sunday night. I just got my booking details for tomorrow and I don't start work until noon, so I'm definitely not gonna make it. Yeah. Like that has happened many and times. We do not like playing without everybody there pretty much. No, I mean we try to follow the half plus one rule, but it's really difficult when you only have four players because half plus one is still twenty five percent of your people missing. And that sucks. Yeah. But it's difficult. It's difficult. Yeah. But but uh Oh, any last thoughts yeah. on I was like, time? Well, getting back there. No, I mean, I mean, managing your players' time. I because I did, I did want to say a bit, a bit more yeah, about yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, please do. Um, managing your players' time is something that you run into all the uh, all the time uh, as you get older as well, and and especially with people who enjoy playing to varying extents. Yes. No, I I run a lot of games for people who like it's it's something that. It's not like the main thing they're looking to do all the time. It's not like how they really want to spend their time recreationally. Right. But every now and then they like hit me up and they're like, oh, we should do another one of those games sometime. And I'm like, it's really difficult to get people together for something like that. Also, you can't the, just like, like be like running a game. The time investment that you put in. Yeah. Is generally speaking much greater than the time investment the players are putting in. Yeah. Um. But that, and then that's a whole other thing is that newer people who come in and play it kind of like are like, well, we've got like two hours to meet up that day. Like, that should be fun. And I'm like, we're going to get through like, like half a combat and like a yeah. little bit of like set up into that. And then we're going to have to go. <laughs> Running a one shot or something like that, the mo like the minimum amount of time that you would need is 
three hours. Three hours, probably four. Yeah, and three can very easily turn into six. Oh, yeah. Very quickly. It's like, you have to get a good handle on what your players will spend their time doing, Mm -hmm. what you are spending your time as the GM who set this up, guiding your players toward... Yeah. And, like, how much can you actually put in front of them that it will still feel rewarding, but you'll actually be able to tell a whole story? Yeah. One-shots are fucking wild, man. They are. They're hard to do. They're really hard to do. <sighs> Speaking of time. Speaking of time. Uh, we're out of time. We are very out of time. So, uh, Henry, do you have anything you want to guide people toward any cool stuff that you're involved in or that maybe you just want to plug for the fun of it oh well if you do want to uh spend your time uh with me (laughs) you can you can find uh my band oh yeah you can find my band we we make we make fun music to pass the time i think people would really enjoy that where would they find you at loser.cruiser on instagram that is fantastic i don't follow you guys yet i need to (laughs) you're such such a good guy i'm such a good friend (laughs) um no i mean any any final wrap-up thoughts uh no not from not from me for so much uh basically just want to say that if you have any contribution on this topic that you want us to know about or think about you can send that to us in so many ways And it doesn't just have to be about what we talked about today. If you listened to, like, episode six and you're like, hey, I have thoughts about this, you can email us or hit us up on Instagram or Twitter or Tumblr or Facebook. The email is... Dodecahedron? No! It's not. Dodecapodcast. Oh, it is Dodecapodcast. At gmail.com. I forgot that from last time. That's all good. (laughs) Now... Do you remember what you would search to find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr? Dodecahedron spelled backwards. What? Nah, bro. (laughs) You did that last time, too. Yeah, I know. Foo. Nah, it's also Dodecapodcast. (laughs) And Twitter is the weird one. It's still not Dodecahedron spelled backwards. Because no one would find us. That's weird. Yeah. But it is. It is. At podcast dodeca. Ducksandsoups.com. All right. Backslash, backslash. Go on. Because that's not the end of the URL. (laughs) It's not the end of it. Uh, No, backslash, backslash is all spelled out, by the way. Oh, gotcha. All right. (laughs) Well, man, this was a wild ending to an episode, but I love it. I'm a big fan of it. I'm not going to cut a minute of it. Oh, boy. Boy, oh boy. All right. So, Henry, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. And from all of us here at Dodecahedron, thank you for listening. Yeah, we look forward to seeing you on our next adventure. Just like being like, no, no, just let me, let me put my fucking water on the floor.